Welcome to Radio TFS, episode number 73. Hi, this is Martin Woodward. And this is Greg Duncan. Well, Greg, welcome back. We haven't been on the show for a little while. Apologies. Yeah, it was a, that, now that was a winter uh, holiday hiatus there. Well, there we go. Everybody got sick over Christmas, so <laughs> not to worry. It's good. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So, uh, what's what's news? Have you, have you uh, did you get tickets to build? Yes, I did. Matter of fact, um, and I appreciate yes. you sharing my uh, tips on how to get those tickets there on uh, this week on Channel Nine. Well, it was it, it took a whole you know it took whole like nearly a whole hour before we sold out of tickets. So. <laughs> okay. And this time there wasn't any early bird pricing, so that whole you know ignore the profile thing was eh, you know. Since there was no early bird pricing, but still, yes, I, I signed up and I am registered and got my motel room. I haven't got the flight yet, but uh, I, I'll be there April 2nd through the 4th at Moscone Center in San Francisco. Hey, um, I've submitted a talk for Build this year. If I get it, this will be my first ever Build that I've been to, so that'll be wow. exciting. We, I might see you in 3D. We could actually sh- record a show in person. How <laughs> crazy would that be? I'll tell you what, I'll buy you lunch. You know, oh, deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what, when was it from? There's a nice diner around the corner from the Moscone, I seem to remember. So, well, no, lunches do... are free. Come on now. Oh, okay. You went <laughs> Fine. Sorry. Yeah. You're all right. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. When was the last time we actually saw each other in, in person? Can you remember? It was like a tech head, wasn't it? <sighs> might have been tech ed or. It's like four years ago or something. Long... Yeah. It might... Was it that tech ed that I did the booth, the ALM booth? Yeah. That was the last time we saw each other. Wow. I think so. It's a long time ago. Anyway, yeah. So, build. Let's hope we can. Let's hope we can get the band back together. That'd be exciting. That would be awesome. And we'll have to have your uh, Greg's predictions for crazy, crazy. What's going to happen at build session at some point between now and uh, now and then? And we got a new, we, we got a new CEO as well. While we while we were out. Oh my goodness, it's been busy. Oh yeah, but you know, new CEO. That's no biggie. But the fact that Scott Goo got a bump. That's the important thing. Well, yeah, I was backstage when uh, the Sadger thing, believe it or not. I was in Redmond last week, and uh, yeah, so it's very exciting. I've got pictures of the backs of Sadger and Bill Gates and Balmer's heads, so uh, it was brilliant. <laughs> Sadger waved at me. I went weak at the knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's, it's been uh, been an exciting time. It's been busy times, but it's been very exciting. So uh, speaking of being busy, we've actually we've been doing some updates. Obviously, uh, even though everyone's been sick over Christmas and the, and then you know the winter, um, it still hasn't stopped everybody us from shipping out updates. So um, probably the the biggest thing that went out was actually yay! You can query on tags now. Yay! <laughs> so there's 559 votes on user voice answered, as well as uh, the tags have come into user voice uh, into uh, Visual Studio, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. And you know, doing a bunch of stuff around you. you can do tags in Excel and um, in the there's permissions on tags and there's a, a a REST API coming along as well for the tag support. So it's pretty good. The REST API is actually um, very complete. You know, you can do things like delete tags and all sorts of things there. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's all good. The, the, the tag goodness is actually get, getting more and more. So uh, that's good to see. Um, and we did, you know, some changes around backlog management and that the charting features got a nice bump as well. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw, saw those, but they're, they're looking really good now. And um, one of the things that I quite like is that uh, t- test cases, you can actually export the test plan as a HTML document. 
<laughs> you and the test cases in Visual Studio Online. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, no, you just love that, don't you? Oh yeah, it's brilliant. I actually <laughs> use it. I think it's probably why. Because we, because on the uh, cross-platform stuff, it was for for the longest time it was really hard to use because you know you're pulling it up on the Mac and it's you had to like have a laptop next year to go through your test cases and mm-hmm. you know and so having it in the web's just been just been huge for me. But anyway, there we go. And we've we've got some Git improvements coming. They didn't quite make the the CTP uh, for um, update two. Sorry, I was talking about there. The CTP came out. They didn't quite make the CTP. Um, that was kind of actually my fault. So sorry about that, everybody. Uh, there, there'll be in the next, you know, the next release of the of the update too. So, um, but update one, update one shipped, and update two's come in, and we did a bunch of updates to Visual Studio Online as well. You can find links in the show notes if you wanna if you wanna learn more. I like that Git improvement. This is a pre preview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad he doesn't throw me under the bus. So Brian mentions it in his blog post. I'm glad he didn't throw me under the bus there. But uh, when he emailed me, I was like, so uh, did they make it? And I'm like, no. He's like, okay. And I thought, oh, he must, he must be going to blog about it anyway. And sure enough, he did. So never mind. Yeah, the important point on um, Visual Studio 2013 Update 2 is that it's just a CTP and it's not go live at this point. So if you guys yeah, I wouldn't, with it. Yeah, I wouldn't install it on your desktop, put yeah, it that way. I would I w- run it in the VM for sure, but don't, don't be installing the Visual Studio Update in your desktop. Stop. Right, right. Do you know, is there going to be a go-live version, or is that something you can say? Well, there'll be a go-live version of the update, too, eventually, for sure. <laughs> when it ships, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which God, a... they, ship, they, they ship nearly every week. What more, more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Which, given the time frame, let me see. I'll, oh, don't, don't be, don't be predicting things in front of me. You'll just, you just, you just <laughs> get me make me look bad. Right, when I'm silent on the end of phone. Yeah. After, and the and the silences get edited out, so nobody notices me Uh-oh. being silent. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So, is there a specific version of Git that Visual Studio 2013 supports? It's an interesting question. So the latest version is like Git 183 or something like that. It, but when the versions come up, the the repository. Uh, you know, the Git repository format doesn't change that much. And so it's kind of features that are in Git the command line client. Mm-hmm. And there are features which are in um, Git the command line client, which actually aren't in Visual Studio, like uh, some of the newer sort of sub-module support or some some things like that. So um, it works with all the, all the versions of Git you're likely to be using. It'll just work fine. So it's not like, you know, with Subversion, how they've done some radical changes to the repository format lately that kind of mess up different versions of clients and the repository gets converted. When Git does it, it tends to be very good about how the repository gets. It, it is forwardsly compatible and sort of backwardsly compatible, but they take that into account with the repository file format because with Git, the repository is... The repository is, um, you know, it it moves around the machines. The repository is the format for the whole thing. And so it has to be backwards compatible because, or forwards compatible, you know, because if you take the Linux kernel, then you've the repository started as a you know being used by git 0.0 or whatever it was you know what i mean and and has come up through the things and and commits don't change a commit is a a commit in git is uh, you know has a cryptographic hash that identifies it and so they don't change as the repository gets older and newer versions of git come out it's the same commit you're looking at so you, you you're limited with what you can do with the file format, so which is good and bad. So speaking of Git, you did an article um, 
early or late last month. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On my blog, wow, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. So I, it's it's about setting up the command line environment because what I noticed is um, I was talking to a bunch of guys around Microsoft and stuff about Git, and they were all using the 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 Git Bash shell. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you install Git and like do the defaults. Then you you get this sort of Sigwin like shell that you type your Git commands in, and then Git doesn't exist anywhere else. That's just awful. <laughs> friends don't let friends use the Git bash shell. Is what I say. <laughs> so uh, posh Git is the way to use Git on Windows, and if you know, and it's the it's the reason to use PowerShell is because of posh Git, and um, it's awesome, and everybody should be using it. And then an- another thing I noticed people weren't using is uh, they weren't using Andrew Nurse did a um, a, a credential helper for windows which sort of stores your username and passwords in credman which is you know the secure storage on windows for storing credentials it's the way that credentials should be stored if we've got on windows and that's how you do it and i noticed nobody nobody was using that i'm like oh man so yeah i just did a quick post explaining how how i set my environment up and linked to a few as well as the command line environment i linked to a few sort of popular graphical tools as well if that's your thing and and you know if you want a standalone graphical tool forget there's some there as well. Very good. And one last post on this topic. There is a uh, mm. you know, if you've got Team Foundation Server in house 2013, and you're trying to compare which one should you use? Should you use TVSC or should you use Git? This post by um, Zane 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 Nab. Uh, he talks about that, and he, he goes through and uh, the different pros and cons. He's got a nice table. The differences between those. So if you've got something in house and you're trying to choose TVSC versus Git, uh, you should go check out this uh, post as well, and that will help you make those decisions, so you can make an. In- uh, an intelligent decision. Yeah, and the important thing is that it it, it kind of is just version control. So, you know, I know there's a lot of religious zealotness about this sort of <laughs> thing, but it's kind of just version control. So don't get too too caught up in it. Um, and remember that um, uh, TFEC is very good at handling like large binaries and stuff, whereas Git, you know, you don't want to be doing large binaries with Git. But the, the history is portable with Git and is vendor agnostic as well, which is quite useful. So, you know, he, yeah, he has a great table which goes through lots of different things. And um, there are some tooling gaps at the minute. You know, the, the, the tooling for the, in Visual Studio for Git is, you know, it's our first version of that tooling. We're, um, whereas the Visual Studio, the TFEC tooling is very mature and has been out years and years. So, um as you can tell in the in the updates, we are doing some improvements to that Git toolings to catch up on some of the gaps between them. But yeah, pick the right, have a play and pick the one for you. There is a learning curve with Git as well, so you know don't feel like don't feel like you have to go with Git. TFEC is going to live you know for a very 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 long time. <laughs> um, it's by far the the most popular uh, version control choice out there between TFEC and Git. You know, in the world, there are a lot more people using TFEC than there are using Git right now. Um, really? So. It, Oh yeah, loads more. Um, there are there are more people using Source Safe than are using Git. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So you know, don't feel like um, Git is the shiny new thing, and I know everybody talks about it. I know I talk about it a lot because I do. You know, so, uh, sorry, but um, it's good and it has some advantages in terms of like lightweight branching and all that sort of thing and and in terms of just how quick you can stand up a git repository locally and you don't need to go ask anybody's permission you know before you start sharing and stuff all that's great low friction but um yeah don't don't feel like the whole world is using git right now because because they're really not so just just pick the one that's right for you and your team 
Source safe. God, that brings back memories. Oh, man. I know. It's frightening. Anyway, what can we do? You know, but then again... Every, you look around and well, you know how many how many times you see XP running on a ba- in a bank or something like that. It's just running right. at my so. parents' house still. Oh, <laughs> fix it anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to just get them to buy a new PC. You know, just just buy buy a new one. It's exactly. easier. Actually, a notebook. I'm trying to sell them on notebooks. You know, they're still just, on a desktop. Just but. just buy it for them. Yeah. It's, you know, early Christmas, but it'll, it'll save you in support time. <laughs> Especially when the support runs out and all the all the security updates stop coming out, you definitely want them off or yeah. want to you know, one to seven or eight by then. Anyway, it's that time of the show, Greg. Absolutely. Episode seventy three of Radio TFS is brought to you, all of you out there, by a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers and TFS ALM consulting. SAS Who would that easy. be? Would that be SAS made, made easy, easy. By chance? And we missed yeah, Paul. They're, they're we, definitely we leaders hoping... in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM consulting. <laughs> Um, and we miss Paul. You know, we've been trying yeah. to get him on, and we're going to get him on more. And you know, we'll hunt down Mickey. I'm not sure where Mickey is, but I think to he be fell fair, off. It's, yeah, that's kind of my fault as well because the schedules have been a bit crazy lately. And so Paul's a busy man, and we we changed the time on him at last minute. And he can't make it. People about that, working Paul. and with clients, how silly. <sighs> But anyway, um, if you'd like more information, you can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com or via email at sales at S-A-A-S-M-A-D-E-E-A-S-Y.com. And again, we've got to thank them. Um, thanks, SAS Made Easy, for helping us bring this show to you. And speaking of the so, show. Yeah, speaking of the show, where's, An- uh, where's, Ma- where's Anderson? That's totally different. Where's, where's McDonald? I'm very tired. Can you tell? Where's, where's McDonald did a great post. You know Brian's VM that he right. does? The, uh, yeah. Um, I, I've asked him a few times, hey, can I host this out in Azure? And he's like, yeah, I do it all the time. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> How do I host it out in Azure? <laughs> oh, it's easy. I'm like, okay. And he, he, keep many, he kept many meaning to, uh, you know, write up a blog post and explain it all. But he's, he's been a bit busy lately. He's been busy producing children and things. So um, he hasn't got around to it. And luckily, our MVP community is amazing. And Wes McDonald stepped up and just uh, blogged the instructions on how to get that running out in Azure. And it, it's an interesting read, not just for getting the ALM MVP out running in Azure and having it as a backup there, which I actually have. Have, believe it or not. So if I have to do a sneaky demo with no notice and I don't have the right laptop with me, I can just switch on the VM out in the cloud and off I go. Um, but yeah, um, he has that running out there, shows you how to do it. It's also an interesting read just on how to migrate a VM out to Azure. So um, it, it's worth reading just on that front as well, taking taking the ALM you know demo virtual machine as a, as a great example. So thanks to Wes for doing that for doing that post. Um, and Gordon Beaming, friend of the show, Gordon, um, and general legend, he did a, <laughs> a, a blog post. We'll talk about Gordon a bit later, I think, actually, aren't we? Yeah, yep. he did a, a, a great blog post. Um, you know, Brian would always tell people to download free download manager yep. to go get the VM. Yeah, and I would. And it can be a bit, you know, you have to install it right because it tries to put hooks into your system yep. and things. And it's, I've always felt a bit weird about it. Um, well, uh, Gordon's, you know, because he's a legend, uh, was like, <laughs> I don't need free download manager. I've got the tools I need. I can do this in PowerShell. And so he he did, and he's written a great uh, post explaining how to how to go download the VM using PowerShell. So uh, brilliant. We'll put a link in the show notes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he's actually, if you're on his blog, make sure you check out some of his other posts. He, he uses the same technology to l download Channel 9 videos and uh, a, a number of different videos and sessions from that, too. So he's definitely pushing it along like Gordon. So we put a change recently. I should test if this works or not. We put a change into Coplex recently to allow people to use this same sort of thing to download downloads from Coplex um, using PowerShell. Because uh, previously... We do when you'd go to download something from Coplex to stop like abuse. We kind of have some checks we do to make sure you know that that, that it. We we show you a web page before we give right. you the binary to make sure that you you know you're deliberately downloading it. But we um we put a little thing in so that if you're doing the download from PowerShell then and you got the right URL then it should just allow it through. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I should, I should test that's working. How? Uh, or if you're listening, Gordon, get on that. Let me know if it works. <laughs> It should do. I was the one that made the change, so probably not. <laughs> so one of the things you know I like to highlight are um, things that help the accidental TFS admin. You know, guys standing next to the or standing. So you, you mean? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> people like me. You know, standing next to the TFS server, last ones you know caught or uh, you know happened to mention TFS to somebody and say, like, "Hey, you know about that?" Well. Um, one of the utilities that's really nice to have is the TFS Administrator's Toolkit by Matthias Skold. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's just revved it for 2013. There are features like find-in files where it looks at the TFS server, not just your files, but what's on the TFS server, helping you manage it by uh, test attachment sizes. You know, you can use that to find out how big those attachments are. Um, Updated reports, updated work item types, um, source control folder size. You know, searching for large files in your search in your source control. Sorry, it's kind of that frog in my throat. I have to make it get get out. But um, this is a great project if you are a TFS admin. This has definitely got to be in your tool belt. Great. Yeah. Um, so while well, Greg's recovering there and getting that, chasing that frog down the road, the um, speaking of Gordon Beaming, he's done um, well. A, if you're not reading his blog already, um, you should. It's at 33og.com. Um, again, we'll put a link in the show notes. But his blog's just 30, amazing. 31 og. 31 og. Sorry, what did I say? So anyway, yeah, 31 og. And um, he's not only done a blog, but he's done a, a, a great book with Packet Publishing. Uh, you can get it on Kindle as well as, you know, in, in, in Dead Tree version. And um, it's all about customizing and extending Team Foundation Server. Now, it's inc it goes through everything. It's just an, an amazing job. It's like, oh, man, I wish I'd done this much stuff for the TFS book. He's doing a really detailed book on customizing and extending TFS. He goes into every detail. Now, he's very clear. A lot of the things he talks about aren't, aren't supported ways of extending TFS. He goes really, really, really into the nuts and bolts, kind of, you know, like hacking TFS to make it work. So things like, um, you know, the web access extensions that, say, Tiago does and stuff, he explains how they work and explains that, you know, these will break because we, we're, we're changing <laughs> the UI framework between updates and things. That's why, it's not, that's why it's not a published API yet. But if you want to go ahead and play with them and put some stuff in there, then he shows you how. And he did, but he goes through some of the other supporting mechanisms as well. So if you wanted to learn more about yes, that's the thing that attracted me to TFS initially is that it's it's just so flexible and so customizable. And if you want to get really deep and do some deep dive customizations, then it, his blog and this book is definitely uh, the things I would go go read. So, you know, one of the things that I love about 
Visual Studio Team Foundation server and the Team Explorer is just how extensible it is. Yeah. There's a good example here by, I am not even going to try to pronounce their names, um, Torin Aura Aria. We've talked about his stuff before. He did the team rooms in Visual Studio 2013. We've talked about it in the last show. He's got another one just called News. And if you just look at the title, it's kind of hard to see it. But you should take a step down and look into what it does. And it adds a new area within Team Foundation Explorer about the Visual Studio Online updates. So you don't have to worry about subscribing to the web feed or anything else. You can just put it right there in Visual Studio and see the news that comes up. You know, it's a little, it's a little one. It's quick and easy, um, but it's right there and. Uh, you know, if you're- so can you point to your own RSS feeds, do you know, so that if I, you wanted to use it to do news within your team? And I like do that? not believe so. I think he's pretty oh. much got it hard-coded for the Visual Studio yeah, Online yeah. news and the um, status blog. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very interesting. I'm just looking through now. I hadn't, I hadn't actually seen that one before. Cool. That's good. Um, yeah. Great. Well, there you go then. And then um, other extensions, uh, we shipped a, um, a pending changes map um, up on the MSDN Code Gallery. So you can go and uh, look at your pending changes and actually get a, you know, use Code Map to get a visualization of that for TFEC. So that's pretty cool. You can sort of see where the things are. And what's quite good about it is to actually spotting the outliers. You know, if you see like one class that's completely not connected to everything else, you're like, oh, why have I got that checked out? You know, I don't want to check that in with this. So uh, yeah, go, go take a look at the pending changes map plugin over on the, um, the all, all these things, both both the thing by Taran and uh, Ukash and the pending changes map, they're both up on the uh, Visual Studio Gallery uh, MSDN or, or through um, tools extensions in, inside Visual Studio. Another project on CodePlex is the TFS Yay. Label Works. Yay, CodePlex. Uh, I, I love the source. I love it when people ha- can give back to the community by delivering That's exactly what I was checking on, uh, on Taran's. I was like, <laughs> oh, great. Is that news thing open source? Because then I can get it to point to my own team and I couldn't see the source. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh. Um, but this project, TFS Label Works, it's quick and dirty. It's just a couple features on it. But, you know, if you are funny, um, given the title, you can add files to a label or you can add change to the label. You can, you know, view, edit, manage TFS labels. And the source for all of this is there as well. And the good thing about that is it shows you how to use the um, the version control APIs to do all this sort of stuff, which is quite good. Um, speaking of APIs, Jakob N has actually done a, a blog post that explains how to use the, the build API in TFS 2013 to create a build definition. Some people um, want to programmatically create their build definitions. Maybe they um, have a tool which helps them do, you know, create a new branch and then create build definitions off that branch or maybe create some build definitions, you know, have a have a tool they can run when they create a new project which sets up build definitions for them and everything. So um, he goes through and actually shows you how to do that programmatically. Anything you can do in the UI um, to... You know, with you can do through the API uh, along with a lot more stuff that's not actually exposed to the UI. So uh, go take a look. Uh, the, the build definition um, and the build API in general is one of the ones that's incredibly similar between the .NET API and the Java API, by the way. I know because I wrote the Java API <laughs> and, just cop- and just copied the .NET one. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, it, it's very easy to actually, if you need to do that in Java as well, it's, it's basically exactly the same code. Um, so it's just, you know, uh, just not just different case when it comes to the method names and that's about it really so it's all it's all good another extension 
We mm -hmm. obviously, folks, there was a lot of extensions. And I love again highlighting the work that people do to extend Team Team Explorer and Visual Studio is the Team Explorer Auto Associate Merge for 2012 and 2013. There's a version for both of them. Um, this utility helps you manage change set change sets between branches and associates work items and comments from the original change set. Uh, it allows you to continue to work without opening the default model moto dialog for merging automatically associates the change sets work items and comments um, which is supposed to save you time of having to fill in the information when you're doing the check-in from the pending changes and again the best of all is the source is available for this too it's under the team explorer extensions on codeplex so team explorer ext it codeplex.com. You can see all the source for this and see it, figure out how they are using it to extend Team, uh, team Explorer as well. Cool. Um, another extension that came out, we love free stuff, so here's another one. Um, the uh, Auto History extension in Visual Studio 2013, did you see that one? Yeah, that's getting a lot of, there was a video on Channel 9 that's getting a lot of, yeah. a lot of requests, and there's actually, they just announced in the comments of the video that they did that there's a version for 2012 available now too. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, so if you Robert did a um a video with uh it's Mark Wilson Thomas, is it? Yeah, Mark. Um uh, um talking about the auto history plugin. So it's great. It's one of the features um I've always wanted to have in Visual Studio. And if you think about, you know, one of the reasons people like Git is because you can just do commits really easily locally, commit, 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 and then you know you can go back in time. But that's only if you remember to do a commit. What the auto history plugin does is basically every time you hit save or hit F6, whatever, takes a little snapshot of your source code and squirrels it away on your machine so um, when you get that oh no moment where you know you have a bit of code that definitely was working and has stopped and you can't remember why and you forgot to do a commit and you forgot to check it in while it was working you can go back in time and figure it out you can search for files it's really really in depth so no, the guys have done a great job there. And again, it's just so you can add into uh, Visual Studio 2012 and 2013 for free just by installing the extension from Nagari. So a number of utilities have been coming out as well. There's a command line utility to calculate code metrics from your .NET mm -hmm. code. So if you wanted to do this put it as part of your build process or externally, um, you wanted to collect it and you know store it somewhere, you want to do something with it, the Visual Studio Code Metrics Power Tool for Visual Studio 2013 nice title is available and related kind of related to that not really mm -hmm. visual studio 2013 is the concurrency visualizer collection tools um, which allows you to collect traces from the command line and then you can use the concurrency visualizer in 2013 to view them so if you wanted to at a command line um, you know start collecting that stuff there's another tool here for that as well and this is free perfect. this is on microsoft downloads no source for these um, but they're available as well perfect hey so i know we've uh, not been on much since the since the winter break but during the winter winter break uh, i don't know about you but one of the thing a site that was uh, very actively visited um but in our house was the uh, the santa tracker that norad do yeah, and that's that's go ahead got, that got a lot of press you know i, I was yeah. seeing it you know on the news stations and everything yeah well the problem with this website is you know Gets a lot of traffic on December 25th. 
does not so much February twelfth or whatever. You know, it's uh, it's one of those sites that you kind of have to prepare for. It's you know shows you the the, the advantage of the cloud because they don't have to have all that kit running for the whole time. But um, uh, yeah, it kind of uh, the load on it is a bit bad. And you know, over Christmas and over Black Friday and things, there was a few you know big box retailers and stuff that obviously didn't quite do the load testing <laughs> on their sites that maybe they should have done. Um, luckily, uh, the guys at Microsoft. Of consulting who helped with the NORAD Santa Tracker um, did a bunch of load testing and actually um, used the you know the the, the Visual Studio uh, load testing stuff to actually go and and simulate um, the I think it was something like I think last year they had 16 million new visitors on Christmas Eve <laughs> that they had to like you know simulate this traffic and uh, see actually make, make sure that the site was going to stay up so it was great and if you want to go through and um, you know read the blog post explaining actually how they did the load testing on this site that you probably visited and and stood up for the for the amount of traffic that came you know over over the christmas break it's definitely worth a read through and if you're trying to if you're trying to evangelize to the people in your in your office about why you need to be doing load testing and how you can use load testing to, to test these types of things then uh, it's worth it's worth a post pointing them to as well because it's you know it's just great to show us using our own tools to do things and, and things actually staying up because of it so it's brilliant nice i love it when they, you guys dog food your own stuff you know you use your own tools to do test your own i mean seems kind of silly to say that but yeah no it, we're doing it more and more and it's it's also interesting um i mean yeah people kind of uh don't realize the amount of you know we don't realize the amount of work that comes up that goes behind sites and things you know even on Again, you know, I look after Coplex, but you know, Coplex get it's like you know one of the top few hundred websites, and it gets an insane amount of traffic. It gets more traffic than like all of all of the Microsoft blogs um, combined. You know what I mean? It's 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 uh, it takes an insane amount of load, and you can't just make a change and hope it works. You know, because you make a tiny little change. We made a change a few weeks ago, and. I can't remember what it was now, but it was something inconsequential, you would think. And then the performance starts going through the wall. I'm like, oh, no, what did we do? What did we do? And did some profile and eventually realized that we'd, we'd sort of tickled something by a bizarre thing that un- under load, we were tickling it, and we ended up like this crypto API was getting on, uh, locked on. And we're like, oh, man, well, you know, and there's no way you would know those types of things until you start exercising the site under load. So definitely do some load testing. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, all these websites you see that stay up, that, that doesn't come for free. There's a lot of work that goes on to keep those websites up all the time. Well, I think we're running to the end of the show, but we have to do some ALM Ranger stuff. It can't, I say, it can't be the end of the show yet. We haven't had a Ranger story yet. That's right. Um, I've been a little bit quiet. I think they've been taking the uh, you know, winter break as well, but they still have updated a number of their documents. Uh, the Better Unit Testing with Microsoft Fakes ebook has been updated oh, to 1.2. Wow. Brilliant. Um, you know, like they say, you know, fake it till you make it. Well, there's an mm-hmm. ebook to help you with that. Lab Management Guide. Um, has been updated as well to V3. This is for 2018 Foundation Server, 2012 and 2013. We haven't talked about lab management. I haven't seen a lot of talk about it recently. I think it's just one of those things that is kind of in the box and it's not as shiny as maybe release management. But it's still an important part of your, you know, real 
your real development process. And in 2013, it's gotten a lot easier to use. You know, you can use physical machines and uh, uh, those kind of things. So this book, this readiness guide will help you walk through that. You know, there's some of them are just one page cheat sheets, but you can like look at the prerequisites and, you know, do pretty images if you have to sell your IT guys on it. Um, here, we're getting a um, VM, a dev VM host. Uh, I mm-hmm. hope to stand up one of these. Um, so that guide's available. Um, they've started to do um, – uh, I, I, we don't have the link for this, but the Visual Studio team and Channel 9 team are working to – you know, there's a, all these great videos on Channel 9 and in mm-hmm. Visual Studio. Um, they're internationalizing or localizing those – not only just the videos and putting captions, but the pages as well. So they're doing 15 different languages. Um, you and know. it's great. You get you get the um, you know you, you say you get all the closed captions and things as well, which is hilarious fun to 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 to, to, to try and you know put the translators off. Sarah Ford had a lot of fun on that lately with one of the Channel Nines. So it's been good. Um, so yeah, the pages yeah, we'll put, are there. We'll link into some of that. Yeah, um, and the pages are lo- are localized too, which is nice. Not just the caption, but the actual pages themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last, they they mentioned Gordon's book as well. Brilliant. Yep. And you Great, know, yeah, it's good. If you guys are looking for more information on this, we'll put the links in the show notes. But it's really it's, it's aka.msvsarsolutions, um, which will lead you to all of those items. Yeah, the Rangers are always doing great stuff, and yeah. uh, w- Willie does a great job explaining what they're all up to as well. So, okay, well, that's about a show then. So, um, if anybody's got any questions or feedback, then please email radiotfs at outlook.com, or you can always drop us a voicemail on 1425-233-8379. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing you soon, Greg. Absolutely. And we'll see you all next time on Radio TFS. <laughs>